0: You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at com. We hope you enjoy this message. We're going back to God's hippie this morning. We've been talking about the guy, this guy named Samson, and uh, we are... On point number six this morning, I believe. And we're going to go to verse chapter, or chapter 13 and verse number five. And I want to read that. We talked to last week about protecting the word that God's given you. Uh, watching over it. And if you don't, uh, it, how you uh, protect the word inside of you is what will predict of how it will live outside of you. And so you want to make sure that you are. Eating the right things, amen, no strong drink, no crazy Kool-Aid, and and you want to make sure that you're protecting so you don't abort it, so you bring it to full maturity, right? And you don't have it too early, so uh, those things are necessary. So this morning, we're going to go to verse number five, I believe. Is it up there? There it is. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistine. Man, isn't that wonderful? God doesn't tell just one of the parents. He tells them both. He doesn't call just the mother or just the father. He gets them both together. Because that's how God works. God wants both parents to be in on this thing. He wants them both to know the instructions. So God didn't just tell one of them. He said, you will conceive or you will get pregnant. You will bear a son. And there will no razor come upon his head. He's not going to get no haircut. Right? And so the, the dab was always involved when, when God started speaking. New Testament, the angel comes down and he speaks to Elizabeth and Zacharias. Uh, he speaks to Joseph and Mary. He speaks to both of them. So you will, together, no razor will come up on his head. He will be a Nazarite unto God. He will be dedicated to God. He will begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. There are three wheels that we're talking about here. So we're going to talk about this morning, wheel power. How many's glad you got willpower? Amen. He said, "You will conceive. You will. He will be dedicated. He will be a Nazarite. There shall no razor come upon his head, and he will will begin to deliver Israel." So there's 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 and so I'm going to talk a little bit this morning about where there is a will, there is a way. If you got a will on it. You got a way. He'll make a way. When, when you get God's will on something, He will make the way. You don't have to worry about it happening because when you get a will from God, it don't matter if you messed up, if you're crazy and all kind of idiot, uh, do idiotic things. Let's let me tell you, it will not stop God's way from coming to pass if you got a will. It don't matter how crazy it is. So when you live, the point number 1 is when you live in God's will, he will do what he promised. Amen. When you live in his will, God will do what he promised. Is that on the new one? I sent him two different ones, so we may not have the right one up there. But anyway, we'll go on. God's messenger, the angel said, you will conceive. Not you might, not you may, you will. So when there's a will... God makes a way. So you, you will give birth to God's hippie, is what he's saying. You will give birth to this rascal that not a lot of people's going to like him, and he's not going to have a lot of friends, but let me tell you something. He is going to change the world. He's going to change his world. He's going to change what we've been having to deal with for the last several decades and years and centuries. We've been dealing with these fellas called the Philistines, and he is going to begin to bring them down. How I many understands that Samson did a pretty good job of bringing the Philistine to a minimum? Yeah, because he said he will begin. Not he's going to finish it. He's just going to begin. He's going to start it. He's going to start something that is going to lead you into victory. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, hallelujah. So this couple probably attempted to get pregnant on multiple occasions and failed. But when God tells them you will, there's no failing. God. So so I'm telling you, he's saying, I'm telling you, you're going to give birth to a son. I'm not asking you. I'm not, I'm not informing you. I'm not even, I'm not even uh, just giving you an example. I'm saying you will, it will happen. You're going to conceive. You're going to bear a son. I love it when heaven invades our lives and turns it upside down, don't you? Then you're just minding your own business up in here, and all of a sudden, heaven invades your life and says something is about to happen in you. And you're like, I don't even know what that is, God. I don't even know what that, what is, what you're talking about. I don't even get it. So I, I love it. I don't care how many failures you've had because your future is not in the hands of your failures. I don't care how many failures you've had in the past, your future doesn't dictate your failures or your failures doesn't dictate your future. Because you're going to understand this morning that God is calling you to to futuristic things that are better and powerful and mightier than you've ever seen and your past has nothing to do with it. Your past will not dictate what your future holds. So the, your next is not in the hands of your naysayers. Your tomorrow is not in the hands of your trial. It, your, your, everything that God is placing and is anointing you for is not in the hands of the drama that you've been through. So guess what? This morning, what God is calling you to, and he determines your destiny, and he declares your future, and he says, you will conceive, you will have a son. Our God is not the God of you may, but the God of you will. He's not the God of you might. We got a lot of miters in the church. Well, I hope he might do it. But this is kind of wild. When Jesus is your Lord and Savior and when he's your king, you pray as he taught you to pray. What is that? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm just accepting what you say, Lord, and what you, you've got, got it going on in heaven. And there's no sickness there, so why can't I be in your will here? There's no destruction in heaven. So why can't I live in that same will? What is is wrong with the church and that kind of thinking? Well, you know, I I don't know. I, I really don't know if it's his will. You just got a will from him. And if he's gave you a will, he will provide the way. And you don't have to manipulate it. You don't have to try to work it out. It's going to work out according to his will. So you've got to go back to the word that he gives you and back it up and give it and look at it according to his word, which is his will, by the way. Everything that's in his word is his will. So if you can contract, contract what he is doing out of out of his will then it, everything that's in his word that he says this is my character this is my this is what I do this is my nature if it's not according to his nature and according to his character then you're out of line for asking it but as long as it's in the character and the nature of Christ guess what you can stand on it and you can I mean look at every devil in hell square in the eye and say, I don't care what you say. I know where there's a will, there is a way. So, you're no longer part of the May Club. You're not part of the Can Club. You're part of the Wheel Club. Because as long as you're in his will, he will make the way. You don't have to worry about trying to do it by yourself. So, the, so this is what happened. When, 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 when we say I may, you release all kind of possibilities, but you never have any production. And this is the problem with the church is we've got all these possibilities, but we've never declared that this is the will of God concerning you, and it's going to happen according to his plan and according to his will. When you start saying this is the will of God, this is his will, this is what's going to happen, i got a word on this, and I've got a word for what he's saying to me, then you can stand on that word, and it word becomes sight because it is his will, and he makes the way. Because he makes a way where there is no way. It don't look like it's possible. But all of a sudden, you have to execute your God-ordained calling. Because you will go from glory to glory. You will be healed. You will go from strength to strength. You will make a way out of the desert. You will live out your dream. You will perform your future. You will do everything that God has planned in your life. Because it's his will. And he will make the way. You don't have to worry about it. Come on, stop trying to figure out how it's going to happen because it ain't your business. Your business is just to stay in his will. Because when you stay in his will, you won't have to try to prop it up. You won't have to hand it a crutch. And you won't have to give it life support. Come on, we're trying to give babies oxygen that God didn't birth. And you won't have to if God, if it's a God-born idea or his power, his presence, his love, his anointing. Because when he gives the word, he will give it way. Mm. You will defeat the giants of your generation. You will. You will live in the Holy Spirit. You will not only live in the Holy Spirit, but you will thrive in the Holy Spirit. We are in a time frame when our world is in such bad shape that everything is skyrocketing in price, skyrocketing. I mean, everything's crazy and wild. And look at the church. They're just thriving up a storm because God is in control. How many times have you went to the gas pump and you didn't have but $10? And you know that $10 is not going to get you from point A to point B. And you put that $10 and your car goes further up than it's ever been. Come on, y'all. I know I'm not the only one. Because why? It's because he provides. If he gave you a will, then you stay in his will and he will perform the rest. Mm. Hallelujah. So I want you today I want you to change your might attitude and your can attitude and your may attitude, and I want you to say it with me right now. I will. Come on, say it a little louder now. I want you to really make hell mad on this. I will. I will. Not, not I might do it, but I will. Because what God declares cannot be stopped from being born. No man can stop it. No enemy can stop it. No devil can stop it because where there is a will, there is a way. If you live in the will of God, he will do it. If you do God's will, he will make it happen. You know why he'll make it happen? Isaiah 60 and 22 is why he'll make it happen. Hallelujah. God determines the destiny in your future. Let's look at uh, Isaiah 60 and 22. Is that up there? All right. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord, will make it happen in my time. Isn't that what he says? That's my version, but he said the Lord will hasten it. Come on, he'll make it happen fast. Well, now, you you got (laughs) to... It's gonna take some time, but he said, "I will make it happen in my time. In my time, if I if I choose to happen, if it were to happen tomorrow, then it you don't have to wait. I'm gonna choose because it's my time. And so this is why we have to live in the will of God, because whether, when we live in His will, He makes the way. And he makes it as fast as it needs to be because we're working on God's time and one day is a thousand years. and uh, to what used to take a thousand years just taking a day now. Come on, y- y'all know how fast time is. T- I mean time is running out by the time you get up in the morning it's time to go to bed before you realize it. Why? Because he's speeding up the time. Because the days are evil. And if you don't, he said the very elect would be deceived. So he don't want you to get deceived, so he's speeding up the time, so you don't have time to even think hardly. You've got time to fellowship with God, and you've got time to do certain things you need to, and then the day's done, it's over with, and you're back to bed and getting up the Come on. This is what his word says he'll do. So he's, he's working, we're working on his time now. Come on, Amos tells us the plow will overtake the reaper. What that means is while he's plowing the garden, the, the reaper's already reaping the harvest. You know, that's pretty fast work right there. Because it's, it's time for it to happen because it's God's time. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, First Timothy 6 and 15. Let's look at that one. Which in his times he shall show. Who is the blessed and only potentate, or the only president, or the only world leader, the King of Kings, and the Lord Jesus? In His time, when it's time, He'll make it happen. You don't have to worry about it. You won't have to have. You won't have to try to. Try to coax him in. He's just going to show up and he's going to become Lord of Lords in that situation. King of Kings in that situation. The only wise potentate. He's going to be the whole leader of all of it when it's his time. Come on, why are we worried about? We, we're, we're in his time right now. So we got to understand when God will make it happen at the right time. So I don't know what you're going through. But this declaration today is going to cause some things to happen in your life when you declare, I'm in your will, Lord. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Why? Because you're just in his will. How many's in his will this morning? You know without a shadow of a doubt you're in his will. You're doing everything you know that's in his power and in his might and you're in his strength and you're, you're, you're trusting him. You're believing in him. I'm telling you this morning, you've got no, you've got every bit of the authority to base your actions on his authority. That I'm in your way, God, now, or I'm in your will, God, now you make the way. I can't make that way happen, but I know that you're going to make it happen. This year, 2022, we are walking out some old curses that have been on humanity for decades and centuries. And we are walking out of them. Come on, this is the time. I didn't, That ain't my word, that's God's word. So today, families are walking out of old curses that have been on them for decades, for centuries. And they are this year walking out because it is time. And he has made the way. You've got to stop worrying about what your family's doing. They may be acting all kind of crazy right now. But don't worry about them. You're walking out and they will too. Because he's opened up the way. Because he's a way maker. That's what he does. So we. <laughs> whew, hallelujah. So. You're walking out of some financial problems. You're walking out of some health problems. You're walking out of some curses that have been on your family for centuries. And when you walk out of them, you cause your kids to walk out too. Why? Because when you break a curse, (laughs) Mm. Holy Spirit is going to make it happen today. Because of all of his promises. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. Let's look at that real quick. Then we'll move on to the, next, to the next point. For all the promises of God in him are yes. Huh? Did y'all get that? All the promises of God in who? In Christ. Come on. Right? In him are yes. Jesus calls because what did he say? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So when I'm in the will of God, my promise is a yes in Jesus. And is it is a granted, because that's what amen means. God grants it. Come on, that's why we close our prayer with amen, because God, you grant it now. I didn't ask, you grant it. So be it. You're going to make it happen. So this morning in Christ is your amen. In Jesus' name, you're going to open up the way where there was no way. You're going to because you are the way. So when I'm in his will, he becomes the... mm. When I am surrendered totally... And physically to his will. Then every promise is a yes. And it's a granted. Mm. So number two. When you dedicate your miracle. It will grow into your testimony. Come on they had to dedicate him before he got there. Well Lord I'll dedicate him when I see him. Come on we... What does dedicate mean? Give him back. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're going to conceive and you're going to bear a son, but I want him back. Because he's mine. And this ain't going to be you, parents. Ain't going to be your mama. You ain't going to have the choice of getting getting, trying to figure out what is going on. And, and you'll find out over in the chapter that the parents said, you don't need her. Not knowing it was the will of God. Come on. Come on, the Bible says it was, it was God. God was doing this. And he was up there trying to get him a woman. And they say, uh 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 that, uh uh Huh? Because mama's still trying to figure it out. And God has another plan. Because he's about to erupt the Philistines and he wants him to be connected with them so he can mess with them. Mm, come on. Some, hallelujah. So what you looks like to you is a mess. Maybe God's saying I'm getting in him involved where I can really mess up the enemy. So in this time frame, you you can't, you can't. Well, this is how it happened 1,500 years ago and this is where it is. No, it's not. Because this is a new day, mama. (laughs) Oh, I'm messing up some theology in this house. (sighs) And so we got to dedicate him back to God where it can grow into our testimony. What did he say? He will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite. I love this. God gives them a word that word comes out a miracle but their miracle grows into their testimony when God does what he wants to do and he realizes in Hebrews chapter 11 Samson is mentioned that guy that died a suicidal death by our calculations is mentioned in the hall of faith so I just want to tell you right now you can't Figure out, God, so don't try. Because he messes you up. Every time you think this is the way it's going to be. And God says, "Mm -mm." he's in the hall of faith. So don't try to figure me out. And this is where the word of faith movement has missed it. Because they deal with the miraculous of God. They do not teach the sovereignty of God. And neither do they want to deal with it. Oh, I know I'm, I'm heading on some dangerous, dangerous ground this morning. But I just want, because we've got to have the whole, the truth of the gospel. And I love the word of faith. I believe it was one of the restoration doctrines that was handed handed to the church and was restored back. Faith was restored back. Faith in the word of God was restored back by the word of faith movement. So guess what? They're not all bad. But they got some crazy doctrines in there that they didn't mess with because it didn't fit their scenario. And do you understand, we are in the river, and the river keeps flowing. Come on, Ezekiel chapter 47. The river keeps going, and the river rises. But the end of that, Ezekiel 47, he says, there were some places that were given to salt and mush and mire. You know why it was? It's because the river overflowed, but it came back. And some of the doctrines, the major doctrines, got trapped in the mud holes. And they still wallowing around in the mud. Trying to make their doctrine work. Because it didn't fit with the river. So when the river went down, their doctrine stayed over there in the miry places. And he said it's given to salt and it's given to mire. And it's given to the serpents and the bats. Come on, read it. But when the wherever the river flowed, it provided healing for the Hallelujah. nations. Yes. So I want to stay Hallelujah. in the. I don't know how I got Hallelujah. on there. I want to stay with the river. I don't want to get caught up on a doctrine and get trapped on the shore, Amen. and because it sounded good and it is good, because this is what happened to every major organization in the world right now is because when the doctrines began to move and the river began to flow, Martin Luther had a vision and he parted from the Catholic Church and he said, I will not, we have to have justification by faith, through faith, by grace. So he started the Lutheran movement with the justification by through faith or by whatever. Through faith by grace. Is that right? Well, the next movement that came in the river was the John Wesley movement. It was holiness. It was sanctification. It was, you got yeah, you got to be justified by grace, but you got to be holy. You got to be set apart. The Lutheran movement said, mm-mm, I'm not going to take that one. So they went over here. Away from the river, and the river went back down, carried the justification by faith to the next movement, which was the Wesleyan movement. They carried the movement of the holiness, of sanctification, and it went, the river went flowing. It all of a sudden hit Azusa Street, and the Holy Spirit movement was born. The Wesley movement said, mm-mm, not going with that because we don't like them tongues. And so the Wesley movement said, mm-mm, can't deal with that. But there was 114 people in or I think it was 114. I, my memory slips through right because it's been a little bit since I've studied it. But 114, I believe it was. Was in the congregation in Hot Springs, Arkansas, when the Holy Spirit fell in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and the Assemblies of God organization was born. In 1914. What happened is they took the Holy Spirit. But then when the healing movement happened in the 50s, some of those organizations said, no, not going to have it. That's a little wild. You know, that that uh uh Oil Roberts and and uh Jack Cole hitting people in the belly and A.A. A. Allen doing all his crazy mess and Smith Wigglesworth and all of them others that the healing movement was born, but other churches said, No, we're gonna step over here and you see what happened? The salt has eaten a lot of those movements up till now. In 2022, we're seeing churches close. They're having to rethink. They're having to revisit. They're having to re-identify who they are. We see movement names starting slipping off of churches because they understand it ain't about that. It's about the river. We got to get back in the river. And God is drawing, with COVID, has drawn the church back into the river. Come on, somebody. There's some more. I've got, to de- I've got to quit. But that, ain't, this ain't even my message. Wow. <laughs> but you understand what I'm talking about is dedication. You've got to be fully dedicated. You've got to fully dedicate whatever your vision is, whatever your baby is. You've got to dedicate it to God before you ever see it. Come on, Hannah had to dedicate it before she ever saw it. Elizabeth dedicated it before it ever got there. Mary dedicated it before it ever got there. Because you understand God is not going to give you something he hasn't given you instructions on what to do with. I believe I say that from up here. God is never going to give you something he hasn't given you instructions to deal with on what to do. He gave them instructions of what they could expect and what he expected before he ever brought Samson into the world. You know why? Because if he hadn't, they'd have treated it like every other kid. And so many people trip over the mantle and over the miracle and over their anointing because they are not ready for it, because they did not get the instruction manual. Listen close. He's talking. Are we listening? Because if we don't dedicate it, we're not going to know what to do with it when it gets here. This is why... I have been, we have been teaching on stewarding the glory. Sister Karen did an awesome job this Wednesday night on on, on that very thing, on, on him invading us. So the deal is, is if you don't know how to take care of what God's entrusted you with, then we're going to mess it up just like so many others have in the past. We got to learn to steward what he's sending. This is our baby. He's, it, he's giving it to us. But we got to have instructions and dedicate that miracle back to Him. It's not ours, so hands off. Humanity can't touch it, humanity can't deal with it because this is a God baby. Amen how many is expecting the miracles we're seeing them we're seeing miracle sign and one but if we get our hands on it we're going to lose what we and it will not be as effective and it will not be the testimony that God wants it to be if we keep putting our nasty dirty hands this is why he told Peter go with them men and he showed him the vision of the sheep And he said, I want you to go with them. And he added these words, doubting nothing. Peter, I know you have a concocted desire. (laughs) That might not even be the right word. But you got something you came up with on your mind because you did it at at, at the mount. He said, let us just build three tabernacles right out here. We we, we just can't leave this place, God. We gotta have three. I know now, you and Moses and 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 Elijah, y'all not in competition, but we gotta have three separate places because I want to get some Elijah, I want to get some Moses, and I want to get some Jesus. Right? Come on, that'd be my way of thinking too. I want to, I want to hang out with the Moses generation. I want to hang out with the, I want to hang out with Elijah generation because they got the miracles. Hallelujah! And then there's Jesus. Right? Are we Are we there? Come on, it makes sense. Come on, we just like him. We got all this stuff up in our heads, and all of a sudden, the father speaks out of heaven and says, "This is my beloved son. Hear what he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you just what to do." <sighs> And when they got up off the ground where they had to be picked up, who was there? Jesus only. Ah. Uh, What happened to Moses? What happened to Elijah? I'll tell you what happened to him. They were in the moment. And the law and the prophets had to come together in Christ. It was a moment. It was a prophesied moment. It was a moment that the devil almost didn't let happen. Because in the book of Jude, you, the only place you'll find this is there's an argument about the body of Moses. Uh, and the devil says, I want that body. It belongs to me. And God said, no, you don't. Because I'm going to use it again. And you can't have it yet. Cut <laughs> oh, Hallelujah. And what did he do? Let Moses back in the place where he told him he couldn't go. Put him right back on the top of the mountain and said, look at here, devil. I got Moses back in the place where I said, he wasn't going. Because it's the right moment. It's the right time. This is why you've got to dedicate your miracle to God. Because only God knows where your miracle's headed. This is why some of you are standing here saying, God, why ain't it happened yet? You know why it ain't happened? You ain't ready. Oh. You're not ready for your miracle. Because you keep trying to put your hands back on it. You keep trying to take it. You keep even it ain't even here yet, and you keep making plans for it. Well, you can't make no plans. Because when God's got the miracle, it's his miracle. And you gotta give it back to him and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. And when you make it in his will, he will make the way come. Tadabuhsaq. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, somebody, praise him right now. Hallelujah, Holy Ghost is in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not my will, but it's your will be done, God. Wow. Well, Matt, I think we're off on the May 1st deal. (laughs) I'll finish this up next week. Oh, my. There's too much up in there. But it's not my message anyway. So, Because when I got up this morning, I said, God, I have a plan. But I want you to get in it because the church has a miracle that we know is coming, that we know has been promised to us. We know it is actually here right now. Come on, it's not coming. It's here. But the reason that it hasn't been acted upon is because some of us are still trying to work it out and we're still trying to figure out how is this going to work mary had that same problem well now i don't know a guy you know i know I know what you're saying, Angel, but I think you're wrong. Come on how How can this be <laughs> And the angel said, "Here's how it's going to be. The highest is going to come over you. It's going to overshadow you. That that is born within you has no point with humanity at all." But you are the only touch of humanity it's ever going to have. Your, your touch is the only human touch it's ever going to have on it. And Mary, I want you to understand you've got to be covered by the holiness. You've got to be covered by the highest for this to work. And you know what she said? Be it according to your word. And she agreed right then with the word of God, and the Word became flesh. Come on, and dwelt among us. And we know that it's possible. And we know it's real. But that has never been done since, because that was Christ. That was the Word. So the miracle that you're expecting this morning, God's given you a Word, but it's up to you to dedicate that Word. And to allow it to become your testimony. It's it's all yours. I can't make it happen. You can't make it happen. But we serve a God that said if we get in his will and we dedicate our miracle, he will grow it into our testimony. And let me tell you, CWC is about to become a statewide known name. It's about to become known statewide and region-wide. Not because of us, but because our miracle is about to become our testimony. But he can't allow that miracle to become the testimony until we dedicate that miracle to him. So every service, this is why I told you a few weeks ago, every day is a yes. It's not my will, it's him. Every day when I get up, and I'm sorry about being long-winded, but hey, this is the only chance I get to preach every week. (laughs) So y'all are going to get it all. But but you understand what I'm saying? Is that the miracle that God has planned for this house has got to be dedicated to him. So when we get up every morning, you say, yes, Lord. Amen. That's a good idea. So I want us to stand. And if you're in the house and you're saying, Pastor, I don't understand. I don't know. I've got a word. I don't know if I'm ready. I want you to raise your hand right now because we're going to pray for you. Come on. Raise your hand right now. Keep them up. I've got, a, I've got a word, Pastor, but I don't know if I'm ready. You see all these people around you. If you're around somebody has got their hand up right now, I want you to lay your hand on their shoulder. And I want you to begin to pray. I want you to begin to believe God with him right now. Because this is what we're doing. We're a body. We're believers in this house. And I want you to just take a minute. And then we're going to do what the sister said. We're going to dedicate this miracle to God. Because this is what he's doing right now. And there are people in this, under the sound of my voice, you've been given a word. But you don't know how to receive it. And you don't know how to understand it. And you don't know how to dedicate it. I'm asking you to tell God right now, God, I need your help. Dedicate my miracle. I need your help to let my hands go off of it, God. I need your help right now, Lord, to make this your miracle. To make this all about you and not nothing about me. And God, I pray right now that you get all the glory. You get all the praise. You get all the the majesty. You get all the credit. Hallelujah. Come on, give him some praise in this house right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs)